Recorded live. Okay, I'm going to start this thing up, and let's get going with it. Um, and uh, we got the recording on so we can record the session. And uh, um, I want to ask uh, Jill or Tom, would either one of you mind giving us a word of prayer before we start? Sure, I'll do that. Thank you. We ask that the divine be with each of us that's here now as we come together to be in unity and harmony to protect the values that we created as a whole. And we ask that um, all of us leave with more knowledge and togetherness than ever before. Amen. Thank you. You're welcome. Um, I want to thank Priscilla and Ted for being on here. Um, it's always good when they join us. And uh, thank you. They watch. Pardon. Thank you. You're welcome. And um, tonight we want to talk um, and uh, about what South Beach Missions does um, for the churches. Um, I found through the time that we have our board, uh, first off, I think the board's very important to the churches. Um, It helps them to be strong in their positions, to be able to help others. and what I'm talking about is that if they learn how to run their minutes and they keep their minutes up to date, um, it'll strengthen them. Uh, I know I've had occasions where I've tried to do certain things and somebody wants a requirement from from the church. Not only do, are we members of the board, uh, most of us on the board, but we also have <clears throat> churches, other churches that we function in as well. And I've had times when somebody will say, well, we need this from you. We need that from you. And if you're like me, I keep going, well, we don't need that. Uh, but I've found it's been, been very interesting because... I'll say, okay, if that's what you want, and then I'll go back and create the minutes that they're asking for that show that we have the right to do it. And that's better than having a lot of hassles with people. And I think we need to cut, to kind of look at that in our own minds. And as we know that we're functioning from the point of the consciousness of our own minds to do the will of the Lord. And that being said, then it's important for us to um, learn how to use those strengths and those abilities to help us go forward in what we're doing. Um, And uh, so that's something that I feel like maybe would be worthwhile for us to talk about a little bit tonight 
Um, one of the other things I've learned and I've faced <clears throat> is that there's a lot of times when people come to us as a board and they seem to want us um, to support whatever they're doing. And um, not that we're opposed to being supportive of what they're doing. It's just that um, we have to be careful uh, for their sakes as well as all the other churches' sakes not to get so far into them um, that it becomes a detriment to all of us. And I don't know if anybody understands where I'm trying to go with this necessarily, but I'm just saying um, <clears throat> once once we start trying to tell you as churches how to operate and do those kind of things, then we have actually created a problem in the fact that um, some of these people then want to make it as if we are trying to operate you and give you guidelines to the point we're running you. And I hope you understand that if that was to ever happen and we do that, then we're all susceptible to being uh, having people come in on us and uh, be involved with with what each church is doing. And the point being that we don't want to have, I don't think that's what we want. I don't think we're looking for that. We're looking to have the ability to do the things we do uh, to strengthen ourselves. Um, and I'm going to stop right there for a minute, and I'm going to ask for input to see if I'm if anybody's understanding what I'm trying to say or if I'm missing the point or or if I'm not not getting the point across. Any comments? This is Ted. Yeah, um, Ted. The, the, real, the real problem is that most people don't know who they are. And the thing is, we have been created by God, and the Oregon legislature and the people in Oregon have backed our and offered what we're giving forth here, and they support it really heavy. And the thing is that uh, all government or other people that, uh, like a corporation or something, they have to have some kind of contract with subject matter jurisdiction to do anything. And Jersey, uh, are you on the speakerphone? Because, Ted, I'm having a little trouble hearing you. Thank you. Um. Yeah, that's better. I got one of these smart like phones, and I'm uh, um, legally blind, and I'm having trouble making it work. It does it to me all the time. I guess I got it off there now. Is that better? Yes. I can yeah. hear you. Okay, the thing is, is that the Oregon Domestic Religious Corporation is really powerful because it's backed so many ways through uh, the Oregon legislature and um, the Constitution. It's all hooked together through statutes and things. It's really powerful because what it is is government has to have subject matter jurisdiction to do anything, and the Oregon Constitution that Article 1, Section 2 says, no law shall in any case whatsoever control. 
the right of execution and enjoyment of religious opinion, nor interfere with your right of conscience. And Article 1, Section 2 says, All men shall be secure in their natural right to worship Almighty God according to the dictates of their own conscience. And that said that that right there references natural rights are created by God. And Oregon legislature has put into effect ORS 174.030 that says if there's two ways to interpret a statute, one for natural rights and one against natural rights, natural rights prevail. So what the deal is, because it comes from your conscience, and you're using an Oregon domestic religious corporation, you're back solid that God speaks to you and he tells you what to do and he is the only one. Therefore, what we say doesn't really count according to the hard, big fact that God told you to do your religion, your, your religious process, your project, your mission. Therefore, you're following your conscience and the law in our Oregon, Oregon jurisprudence says you have full power to do that. And that's what that's what uh, Phil was 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 that was it was saying from my point of view. Does that make sense? Yeah, I'm fine with it. Any other comments? Well, I just see that when we did this, we accepted that we were taking on autonomy. That we weren't going to look to you as a God, as an authority, that you shared with us what we had and the power that we possess because of being the type of organization that we are and that, that that's where we stand steadfast at all times. And so, yes, we have to do certain things like have our resolutions for a particular person to open an account. Yes, we have to have our minutes and things so that we stand strong because you do have to deal with these entities and if you have them, they look at it and they accept it and you just move on without any any problem. They know what it is the minute you tell them. They know what it is, whether it be a bank or anyone else. They do know. So I, I understood that that's the way it was, that, you know, we, we began it as, as what it was. You guys formed it. You serve as um, as someone that helps us once a year to take care of our our uh, filing. Other than that, you know that we're not to look to you. So I I understand it and interpret that way. Well, and that's good, Jill, and, and we appreciate that. And the thing that we have found sometimes people. Uh, start talking and giving out information uh, and they want to include South Beach missions into it, that becomes very dangerous because not only, you know, we're, we're here to protect in any way we can, but, and it's not like we can't handle the situation. There's just no reason. Um, if something was ever done that would take our power and create it in a way that that it damages the function that we have as a church, 
as a registered agent, then my concern is then it becomes dangerous to all the churches. All the churches are at risk. Um, many of you may not know, and what we learned and what brought those on the board into functioning and forming a board and learning how to use the board was the fact that as I watched it and we weren't able to get a hold of South Beach Missions, there was a risk if something happened to them, to Ted and Priscilla, then all the churches would have would actually dissolve. And so it's very important for us to maintain the board and to do what we can to help and make this so it continually goes on from year after year um, on that type of thing. And that's why Ted and Priscilla has allowed us as board members to be on and to help and to guide this process. And it also helps, I mean, I've learned quite a bit about how it operates from my experience with the churches themselves. Uh, we've had them call us and ask us questions. Uh, sometimes it's, I don't know how to say, you know, it, it, it gets a little hairy for us, but we definitely want to do... For example, one of the things that I find is very difficult, I'll, I'll have a church call and they will inform me that they have a fundraiser, a money-making process that will benefit all the churches. And they want us to take it on and make sure all the churches support them in that. Um, for those of you that, that may think that's reasonable, I think it's I think it's fine if a church wants to do that, but I don't think it's our place uh, to get involved and orchestrate those things because then we become, you know, we're, we're, we're functioning in ways that we shouldn't be doing. That's all I can say. And that's part of the thing. So when people call and they may get upset because we won't sponsor them or we won't support them in some of that, we have a bigger picture to take care of than just how they're going to uh, support themselves. We want them to support themselves. We're not unhappy with that, but that's their choice, not ours. Comments on that? Yeah, uh, Phil, this is uh, Tom. Yeah, Tom. Um, to be right up front with it and not trying to be nasty or anything, frankly, I don't want you in my business. Thank you. Okay. That's the only way I can say it. That's fair. The power is from your conscience. That's what they can't attack. That's the power that you have. So as long as you maintain it that way, you have you you have this tremendous power you can't get in any other organization. And that's what our whole purpose is to help organize each each church so they have that power. And we want to keep it simple. So don't get misconfused, and people can't twist or turn it. You know, Tom, as I've talked to you and other people, I think it's interesting because, I mean, I, I've been around for a while, and the one thing I always wanted was 
on a way to function where they couldn't attack me all the time. Not that they did, but I mean, you can just walk down the street and get in trouble anymore. <laughs> Very true. <laughs> and so I can't guarantee that none of you in your organizations will never have a problem. That would be silly. Uh, there again, I would be interfering into your organization. But I've had um, people that have come to me and they've shared with me. And In fact, I'll share this with you. There was one, one woman and I was, they'd been operating for some time, but somehow, I don't know how it happened, nobody does, but somebody uh, got the bank to release their information, which created the problem. And uh, because, number one, they shouldn't have been in there to begin with. But as we talked, I expressed to her that she needed to solve the problem that she had, either get an attorney or get a bookkeeper. And it was amazing. Uh, within a few weeks, I checked back with her. Or she called me and she informed me that she found an attorney there that knew what a 508 was. Now, recently, I've talked wow. to an attorney. Huh? I said, wow. Yeah. And uh, she said uh, she took it to to the attorney, and the attorney said he would talk to the, to the, uh, the IRS. And then the next thing I knew, you know, um, She contacted me, and she organized a different, another church and just operated out of that. And by doing so, all the problems of the other went away because it didn't exist anymore. And I thought that was pretty phenomenal. In fact, she, I'd asked her before all that took place, and she says, yeah, ever since the accountant talked to him, she hadn't had any requests from him, and the guy that was hounding her just disappeared. Nothing was said. So within your own organizations, but uh, I found an attorney here where I'm at, or not an attorney, accountant, where I'm at, and sit down and talk to him about a 508, and he says, yeah, I'm familiar with him. And I says, do you do any tax returns for any of them? Do you ever work with them? He says, nope. And I says, that's right, because they don't interface with the IRS, do they? And he says, that's right. There's nothing for me to do. And so you, I think you might be surprised. Some, there's some accountants out there that may understand it better than we think. But the whole purpose is that we have a, uh, you know, and I, and I think what's sad is some people think it's okay to talk to these people. And as I've told you, um, I've done letter writing with the, with the IRS for about five years, and I found they don't listen to anything you say. They just keep going forward. And, and, and I'm saying that's my story, but I can tell you that people on this call have had the same experience. It's, it's there. But, you know, once, once you form a different church, the other one, there's nothing they can do because there's nothing there for them to go after. They always want to go get something. 
Well, if the church has been uh, gone away and has nothing, there's nothing for them to do. Any questions on that thought process? No, because it makes sense that once we let them have any power, then we have to um, absolve ourselves of them. Yeah. If we've allowed them to take power over us, then we have to do that. We have to start over, start fresh, become become the God again, right, empowered through that, instead of allowing someone to tell you what to do. Well, and if you don't have it in your minutes, I'd suggest you get it there. But we at South Beach Missions have it in our on our uh, minutes that nobody on the board has the right to release any information pertaining to the church, to any agency outside. Now, in that wording, the way we put the wording in was... Um, If somebody wants information from us, then it must go before the board and the board votes on it to give them the information. Now, there's five of us on the board for South Beach Missions, and I know them all well enough that if somebody came to us and says, hey, uh, we want your records, it's a very simple matter. Uh, I'll have to take that to the board. And uh, we'll, we'll be meeting in three weeks. And I'll let you know after that what the board decides. Now, what do you think the board decides? Do we get three guesses? Yeah. (laughs) Just don't make them all the same because it's very simple. (laughs) Okay? So, I mean, that's the power of the board. That's the power of the minutes. Um. How do you think they're operating? They're saying, oh, here's a rule and you have to apply to it. Well, they're making me apply to a rule that belongs to them, not me. (laughs) Really? So, um, you know, Priscilla, I'm going to ask you to address that one a little bit. Well, my concern is some of the other churches talking about South Beach Missions when they have no right to do so. They have a right to their own church in any way their conscience and God tells them to, but not South Beach Missions. Exactly. Because looking at the big picture, I think that when some of these churches out there want to speak openly and and throw our name up to some of these agencies, then they're not only putting themselves at risk, they're putting every church that's in South Beach Missions as a as a organized church, they're putting them all at risk. And that's not fair to anybody else. And so right. for that reason that that reason we ask that you don't that any of the churches out there you take on your own responsibilities, your own liabilities, and you function in a way that you're protected. Um, I do have, you know, I had a conversation with somebody, and I don't know what's going on, but they indicated that their state doesn't recognize 508. 
and they've gone in and closed down bank accounts and so on and so forth. Now, in a situation like that, that's going to take some better understanding on their part to overcome that. In fact, I'm going to... Ted, you're, you're our um, wisdom on this type of stuff. Is there any state in the country that has the right to refuse a 508? Well, the thing is, is that our stuff is all based in Oregon as an Oregon domestic religious corporation. And because it's religion and it doesn't do business in any state, then what we are working with is just a conduit to function within that society, but it's not, it doesn't meet up under the, the, the rules and regulations of a business. And that means that they don't have any subject matter jurisdiction to attach it. Therefore, anything that's done in any other state is a religious process, and the very minimum is a fundraiser. Like the Catholic Church sells spaghetti dinners, and they do it as a fundraiser, and it's, and it's been not, it's, it's in a whole different category than an Italian restaurant selling a, 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 spaghetti din, a spaghetti dinner. Now, this has a long history where that's been accepted. But technically, in Oregon jurisprudence, they have no authority to touch it. And therefore, what that needs to be done is somebody, when they're dealing with them, they look in their rules of process and, and procedures that we have here a, a judicial notice process in Oregon, where that you have judicial noticeable facts, and then the prudent man theory, those judicial noticeable facts are one that he can find with a reasonable effort that have existed and, and are mandatory that people pay attention to. So when you line up your judicial noticeable facts that they have no subject matter jurisdiction to do what they're doing, and then you make a judicial notice request, in Oregon, the Oregon jurisprudence declares by statute and in court rules that it's mandatory they immediately take notice in that moment. And once they take notice, then they have to comply with it or they've broken the law. And I had a conversation with the FBI, and they totally understood and agreed. So when you're dealing with a state, your state has your its rules, and and it's like if you're dealing with a piece of land, you have to deal with a county in which the the land is operated and their rules. You have to go and do your own research to find those those little jewels out. But we have what's going on here, and that does have some control over what happens every place in the world because your 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 original, uh, I forget the name of it, but the whole process is done in Oregon, and it's all religion. Therefore, it can go any place in the world. But you, you need to get and find out in what, in what state you are in to find out how those different things apply. Now, if you're dealing with a piece of land, then you have to use the rules of your area that count for the land. The 508 doesn't exempt a hunk of land. So you need to 
understand how all those things work. We can't do that, see, for you, because you have to do your own research on where you're at. And we have churches in China, France, Peru, the Philippines, and Africa, and South America, and Vietnam, and all over. They have to understand what they're doing because, you know, um, they have rules where they're at. You can't step on the grass or, or, or whatever it may be. You have to know what's going on. You have to comply with a lot of their rules to some degree, but it doesn't stop your church working as a church with religion in that area. Okay. Thank you, Ted. You're welcome. Any comments on any of that? Okay. Um, Sam, I figure you're probably on here by now and I haven't heard from you. Okay. Jim, you got anything you want to add tonight? You were on a little while ago. Okay, Ted, it's just you and me on here tonight. And uh, Priscilla. That's a bit. And Priscilla. Bad joke. Well, I, anyway. I have a question. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. Oh, yeah, on when you were talking about these uh, churches in all these other countries of the world, are are they able to take the documents <clears throat> and open a bank account in these other uh, countries? I don't know because we do not guide them in what their individual church does. Well, the thing yeah, is, but they, I, I they have the right if... to do that, but whether they do or not, <clears throat> I have no way of knowing. Oh, all right. I just wondered there, if you if you might have known or heard. You know, I know it's you know not intruding a, into anybody's business if they if they you know if you'd heard of that happening or not. There's a new I banking mean, system going into effect not. now. It's called Basel Four, and the idea is that the system will be. Uh, the same around the world, pretty much. But you know, when you go to a different country, they speak a different language, and there's have, they have a some uh, what do you call it uh, language difficulties in understanding what you say and what you you understand what they're saying. But uh, the idea is it will probably be pretty much universal, but they still still will be some differences. Which a little bump here and a little bump there, but you, if you you can accomplish it once you understand the rules in, in that area. Mm-hmm. Okay. And Thank you. I want to take time to explain to you. Um, as all of you, as all of your churches have been organized by us, and we've brought these in, you have found that we set up your EIN number. We actually do that for you. And when we go through and we fill out uh, the documents with the IRS for your organization, 
We list on there strictly, it's for banking only. And some of the questions they ask, are you going to be uh, selling drugs? Are you going to be gambling? Are you going to be selling guns? Yeah, are you going to be selling guns? Are you going to da-da-da-da-da? Well, that's something that we take care of and we answer those questions and it makes it so that, you know, when when we turn all that over to you, when we turn all that information over to you, all those questions have already been answered. And it's, it's frustrating because I know the banks don't get a lot of it as far as they don't understand because when we go in and we say, well, we want to set up a bank account. Well, you have to be registered with the state. Are you registered with the state? Do I have to be registered with the state? That's the question. Do I have to? <coughs> Anybody out there want to venture a guess on that one? Besides Priscilla and Ted. Say that again, please. Yeah. Were you asking me Is something? That... Oh. Do I? No. <laughs> I'm asking them. Okay. Do they have to be I registered? No, we don't. But when you're dealing with a corporate entity, it doesn't take them long to say, oh, well, yeah, you have to be registered with the state or we can't sign you up. Now, you do I business. actually got lucky in Missouri because they didn't make me do that. <clears throat> yeah, well, Bank the whole America, key to that everyone, is... Bank of America did not require it, and they knew what a 508 was recently, yeah. just mm-hmm. so you all know. To to add to that, uh, credit unions know more about 508s than banks. They understand it a lot faster. Well, credit unions are safer than banks. Mm -hmm. Could be. I have a question. Go ahead. This is Sharon, and I've had my account in Bank of America for... Oh, at least a decade. And I've now received a questionnaire saying we need more information about your business. And I have to fill out, or they're asking me to fill out this business information form of the the type of legal entity and nature of business and all of this legal entity <laughs> type. Do I need to fill this out? What bank is that? Bank, bank of America. America. And they are saying that if I don't fill it out, then they have the option of closing the account. How how would you? If I were if it if it were me doing it, I would say type of business church, and right across it, I do not have a business. Okay. That's how I would do it myself. Okay. But but in my experience, I've found that when you open the account there, they do it under their section called business accounts, even though right. you are a church. But you right. in in their the way they file things under you are put under business account. Yes. Correct. But you make it. But you make a note that you don't do business, and that's the way they classify it, but it doesn't make you a business. Right. 
You explain that to him. Okay. <clears throat> Any other suggestions? I told them all I do is fundraising when I opened mine recently, within the last week and a half. All I do is fundraising. The lady said, I, I, I understand the 508. Okay. Good. Just so you know. Tell them 508. That's it. Fundraising. Well, there again, when you get into a situation where you run into somebody that actually knows something about it, but a lot of them, um, I mean, I've been, I've been in, there's like one bank account here that several churches are set up under. And basically, and I'm going to share this with you, I don't let necessarily like all the churches being in the same bank account. And I don't advise you to have a bank account in one bank and bring the church into it. Um, not that anything would go wrong, but I just, my attitude is, why give them, why have that? I've heard horror stories from people of how uh, one was a nephew had, got laid on his bills and uh, grandma had listed her account uh, saying that notify her if there was a problem and come to find out the bank went in and took money out of grandma's account to cover the account. And yet that was never, pardon? So what you're saying is don't link the church account with any other account. No, do not do that. The, the sure idea is, is it has to do with uh, you, you separate each uh, asset into a separate entity. Therefore, if they go after uh, under that entity a asset, they can only get what's in that entity, and they're not all connected. That's the way the people with the big dollars do it. A car is under a certain trust. Another car is in a different trust. And if they go after that car, the only thing they get is that car and that trust. And that's it. They can't go and get stuff in, in another place because it's not attached. Got it. And there's methods to hook that and make that work. Um, but we don't... You need to get a hold of somebody that's... that's that, I mean, I know how to do all that, but I, I, can't, I can't tell everybody that because then it screws everything up because I'm not supposed to give out legal advice. Well, I have an idea that you can get uh, an LLC. Yep. And and well, they're only $500 in New Mexico, and you can put a car or a, some other asset in, in those. Have you I done that it, yet? Yeah, yes. LLCs okay. are in all states. You just got to look up your rules and find out which place, you, where you want to put it, for what reason. What, what do you mean? Are you talking to me? Yeah, anybody that wants to do an LLC can do it in any state. Well, yeah, but there are certain advantages to certain certain states. Yes, that's true. And plus, the, the costs are different and, um, you know, all that stuff. Yep. And, uh, yeah, we've been... Those of us on the board have given consideration, and and in a lot of cases, uh, I don't think it's a bad idea if some of you want to establish your own nonprofit or LLCs. And the reason is, there's certain things you can't do uh, 
with the church, um, you know, you can't have contracts. You know, you can't have, um, I want to say employees, but that's not correct. You're just not going to get into, um, you want to help me out here, Ted? You, if you set up an LLC, then you can do more things in the way of a business. But when you set up the LLC, uh, did you set it up so that the church owns the LLC? No, no. The, L, the, the LLC has members. And what the members yep. have the power to do is to make decisions. And when they, they can hire a manager or a secretary or whatever, just like any other thing, and they can pay them and collect Social Security and whatnot, just like regular corporation. But that's all has to do with the, with the LLC. The members don't own LLC. They control the LLC. So after all right. expenses have paid for anything that comes in, then they make the determination where the excess goes, some certain portion to each person or, or individual or, or, or to a special entity, and it could be an offshore entity that is, has no that, that any any can cannot be controlled or taxed, and that's perfectly within the rules of an LLC. Therefore, all the stuff can go to that that one entity, and one entity can be your church. But uh, the thing is, the the board members they're not subject to any taxes just for being a board member. But then they can do stuff as a regular corporation because it's a, uh, it is a corporation, and you have certain rules and regulations under which you set that up. But and you want to find out what works for you. But you can do it like certain states have different benefits and different requirements, and some have hardly any any requirements. So that's the place to be. I would presume. <laughs> according to whatever your requirements are for what you're trying to do. And I would suggest you put in research into it because we've, we've researched it somewhat and looked into it of what we have to do. And it's not a right or wrong, but, um, yeah, just, just understand it can be very beneficial for you if you're doing certain things within your, your church organization. So, be you know, be mindful of it. That's all I'm saying. I well, can't tell it's you a how statutory to entity, and you do, you, you do have to file some kind of report, I think, at the, at the uh, if it's an active, I, I think you do have to file a report each year, or your registered right. agent does. Right. And, right. and they, they want to know, you know, how much, if there's money in there, how much... <laughs> got passed on to another entity or how much is kept in the LLC and I have no idea I've never done that I just heard about it all the 300 uh, people the 300 people look at that as a pass through if you don't have all the 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 attributions of a full corporation that's why you need to look at the rules and find out it, where you're going to do this how you want to have it so it's just a pass through and, and, well, a pass-through, wouldn't that be where you passed everything through? After expenses. 
Whatever it took, whatever it took to run the LLC, those expenses go out, and 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 as long as that you pass through to the, the particular place you wanted to go, then you may have to file with the three-letter people, depending on the rules and regulations of that state. But the idea is you get into a place where it, it works for you. You need to do all the research to find out if it works for you, and, and we can't give you all that stuff because then we're telling you how to run your church. Well, that sounds like you're kind of running a business or something with the LOC, but it, you don't have to do that. You can just put something in there like a, a, a vehicle or something, and you know, just to hold it separately. That's right. That's right. And if you have more than one vehicle and you want it, and, 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 and it's, you, we're trying to protect the values of the different ones, then what? And there's a there's a problem with the vehicle, a crash, whatever, and somebody's going to sue to get. And it's, they can only go to that LLC, and they can't go to the next vehicle because it's in a different LLC. That's right. So you, you need to learn those things, but we can't we can't ha- handle that because ours is a simple process of just setting up the structure so you've got these abilities to go do those things. Okay. Any other questions on that? I'm assuming that's Nancy that's talking. Uh, yeah, it was. How are you, Nancy? I'm um, doing all right. Good. Sounds like you're a little under the weather, but you're doing okay. Okay. Yeah, I started getting something last night. So anyway, I'm I'm getting I'm knocking it out real quick with some immune stuff, uh, immune system builder. Good. Good. So anyhow, we just want you to recognize that you do have options. Yes, you will have to study. Yes, you will have to learn. And yes, you do have to be on your guard. You know, um, we all wish that we could say, oh, this is guaranteed. How many guarantees have you had in your life that's been that strong? Okay? Uh, yeah. That's a nice story, but... Uh, and I, you know, we don't think that anybody should be able to do any damage to you. But I didn't think they had they had the right to do it without a church. But the problem is, the older, the more we're around, the more we see, the more we see it happen to us, and we see it happen to our children. We see it happen in many ways. So, um, and I think that's that's one of the things. And I hope, I mean, I've tried to press upon many of you that you need your board members and and if nothing else you need your board members to be your children uh, and, and it's very important because uh, then they can go ahead and, and have inheritance of all these things uh, to pass on uh, and they'll be away from the risk uh, you know, and it's so. I hope I hope you guys give consideration to that too. And I've talked to some people, and they they're indicating, well, I don't have anybody, or don't I, I don't know what to tell you. I just um, you need to, you know, and some of the your children around you may not understand what the church organization is about, 
But at some point, they may want to do that and get it going. So any comments on that as far as children are setting up a um, a uh, board? And people on the board then, as having to function as the board, would then learn the process. Yeah. Yeah. And that's important. Yep. So. Yep. Okay. I mean, um, Priscilla and Ted, uh, I believe it's 2001, South Beach Missions was created. Uh, one of the strengths of South Beach, Beach Missions is that there's, um, you've had your trials and tribulations with some of these agencies, but you guys survived it. And right now, I think the South Beach Missions is stronger now because of the board members and stuff. Maybe that's just an egotistical thing, but I'm saying... Uh, no. I think it's... <laughs> no, that's true. And the it's thing true. is, because we've gone the test, that's where we're... Uh, the South Beach Missions is stronger than any other... A, a, a bunch of people that they want to start one now because... Uh, <laughs> We're recognized as knowing what to do and when to do it, and we have met the challenge, passed the test, and the thing is if somebody starts out and tries to do exactly what we're doing right now in the same place, in the same state, city, and everything, the, the, the people in power are going to challenge it because they don't like to be have something out there that they can't touch. So they'll, they will attack a new one right off. And they have. And they've got people that didn't understand what to do, and they rolled over and they won. We know them personally. So that's called habitual abuse. But anyhow, we don't want to go there. <laughs> well, well, I think another really good thing that you started doing to strengthen the church is to have these um, quarterly um, calls. Yes. Yes. That was a good idea. That's, that's Phil. He's the manager. I'm blaming Ted. Step up there. Well, Ted. whoever, 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 you know. <laughs> we We're having an in-house joke here. You what? We're having an in-house joke here. Phil, yeah. you should find out if she likes it first before you blame Ted. <laughs> I, I just wanted to throw something out. Um a dear, very dear friend in Ohio who lives in a really interesting place there. Within their area, there's only one church allowed on that little area that they live on the lake. And um, it's interesting because of the power that they wield in their community. However, there's a gentleman that's moved into the area recently that has helped people form churches and he's only familiar with how you go through the whole process with the IRS um, and he was saying that the IRS is really trying hard now to get even more and more of them to of course become the 501c3s and that they really don't want the 508 to survive which we all know that's because of the power they like to, to put over us so it means now that we all need to be more prudent with what we do. You know, have, have your resolution. 
go ahead. It's enough for those people. Usually, They don't know what they're even taking from you. But if you have a piece of paper that is done by your church, by your board, it's enough for them. And they, they generally take it because they're used to getting that from corporations. And so if we act as our religious corporation, then they generally take it. So just just passing that out that, you know, this gentleman was very fascinated that um, that he met this guy who he's actually someone on our board. So there you go. It's... Um, they know that he knows that the IRS shouldn't have power over the church, but it's the only way he was taught to create the churches. So you know, of, I just feel we're honored to be part of this. A lot of the churches, the real regular brick-and-mortar ones, are 501c3. Yeah, because they succumb to the IRS, Right. Right. They give them breaks. (laughs) They give them breaks if they follow a bunch of rules they put out there to do. Right. But they control then what what the church is doing, and they're putting their finger in it and make sure they don't do something that some agenda says they don't want done. Right. But um, they really the church then really doesn't they. You only have one Lord and Master, and when you've got that in, you're that finger in the pie, you got two. Mm-hmm. Can't have two. I kind of like the way that Reverend Phil says, where's the center of the universe? Mm-hmm. Me. Me. Right? Yeah. Right. Yep, you're the center. That's right. And and we need to, and that's what Ted said at the beginning. We need to know who we are, mm-hmm. and this is a this is a way for us to learn who we are, that we haven't had that availability before because we've always been going. Oh, we have to do what they tell us. We have to do this. We have to do that. And I'm going to share one other story with you in regard to minutes because I really I really hope that all of us on the call, all of you on the call, really get an understanding of the the uh, minutes, but had an opportunity. The power, of, somebody, the power of the minutes. The power of the minutes, thank you. Um, had somebody where I'm at, uh, when some of these people get in trouble with the justice system, judicial system, and they're given community time, they have to serve community t- time to get released. And I was approached. There was a young man that needed to put in community time, and they asked if we could help him with it. And I said, "Sure." I mean, I couldn't see any reason. It's a nonprofit organization, and so anyhow, we went through with it. And then when it was time to turn in his minutes and stuff and time, it was sent in to him. And he came back to me and he says, I can't find any, the, the parole officer's upset because uh, she, she can't find anything about the church. There's nothing, uh, you're not on the website. And I said, okay, don't need to be. Uh, but what transpired was uh, we gave him the uh, uh 
the uh, articles of incorporation for the church said, here, give this to your um, uh, that would be um, you know uh, and so I'm a little confused because I just read something here. I, I wasn't paying attention to the board. People can enter things. Okay. Um, anyhow, so what I did is I said, yeah, I can give you all that. So I gave them the minutes, and then they came back, and they said, well, you didn't go through the city. And I says, no. And, you know, and get, you're not on their approved list. And I said, okay. So I thought about it, and I went and wrote up minutes authorizing us to do community service in our local community. And I gave that to him. And he took it back to him, and, I, and he called me. He says, I don't know. She's not happy about this. And I said, okay. And I just left it at that. Well, I just got word the other day they've released him from the parole. and. You know, you're going, all you got to do is say, I have the authority to, to do the minute, all right, to to, uh, to allow them to do community service through our church. And by doing that, he seemed to get out from under it. And so you kind of you kind of throw a monkey wrench into their system because they're, I think they're fighting um, the issue that they're trying to make this thing happen. You know, and they want it done their way. Well, what if some things get done our way for a change? So I leave that thought with you. And um, I've got a request here from guest number four. Can we have a copy of those things that are suggested uh, be put in our minutes that would help protect us? RNPC. Um, I'm not sure what our NPC is. Uh, guest number four. Number four. I don't see guest number four on here. Uh, our NPC, uh, religious non-profit oh. corporation. Yeah. Uh, if you can send me your email address, I'll send you out some some minutes, some samples of a few some minutes. They're not hard to do. And we've had sessions on that before, but you always remember you don't put ten or twenty items on on minutes. You only do one at a time. One page, one minute. That way, I mean, I've I've gone into the bank and carried my minute book with me, and they'll request something, and I'll open it up, open up the note, the three ring binder, and hand them the sheet and say, "Here it is." They go, "Okay, that's all we need." Just. You don't want to give them the whole book and say, hey, go play with this whole thing. No, right, no. They'll look at your folder and they'll want it all. And I just looked back and said, what do you need from me? Yeah. Just so you know, what do you need from me? And then yeah. they tell you. Otherwise, yeah, they'll want your whole folder. So don't, don't do that. Don't do that. Well, I, okay. I got a question quick about the community service. Did the person really have to do the community service, or is that just a judgment call on your part? That was a judge. That was something he had to do in order to get off parole. Right, but I just was thinking, well, you know, being not a brick and mortar, I suppose we still can have things for them to do to help 
somehow in the community, but I didn't know if he really had to make him do that because we rule. So, I mean, again, I think that's still a judgment call by this church, right? Yeah. You don't have to succumb to what they think somebody has to do. Well, and that's why I wrote the minutes because my minutes overrode theirs. Yeah, I like it. They have no subject matter jurisdiction over religion. That's where the problem is. That's what they saw. Therefore, yeah, that's how they lost. Mm-hmm. Well, and can I ask a question about what the bank wanted to see minutes for? Because somebody uh, in the bank determined that they were going to give legal advice out and demand that you do certain things, and they had no authority to do that. They, they do want proof of who can open an account. Well, yeah. Yeah, and that's what you do account. in the minutes. But the that's what you have in an account. Besides opening an account, I can't imagine what else they would want to see minutes for about whatever you're you're well, doing. Well, no, but if they can snoop and put it in their file on you, they're going to try. They, they have that's a rule that they, they have to know their client, and you're not going to be a, a client that's going to be doing something wrong. That's what they have to meet up to. Oh, yeah. Well, they, they've taken all my uh, information there. They have all the documents they need in their database. When the account was opened, that was it. That's all they wanted, and they don't ever ask anything else. Well, no, well I don't think they would. But you, somebody said something tonight that they did get asked for some questions answered. Short, sweet, don't give them any more than you have to. Let them come back right. if they want more. Right. Right. Don't don't be an open book and go. I mean, it's like my experience with with courts, and I'm I'm sure most of us have been in courts at some point. But the more to, the more you talk, the more trouble you get into. They want you to talk. They want you to tell them everything. And anybody that's foolish enough to do that with those people are asking for trouble. And when you're doing that, don't come to South Beach Mission and say, hey, i got a problem. Can you help me? No, the problem was you thought you could trust these people, you know? And and I'm not, I'm not trying to say that derogatorily, but I think I am. But why do we want to think they're nice guys? Uh, it's like I sometimes wondered... How would it be if we jumped in a pool that had six sharks in it and asked them not to bite us? You know? Um, it's kind of a silly thought. So, anyway. And yes, guest number five, I'll send you out some samples. Okay? Um, and uh, we'll go back from there. Um, anything else, Ted and Priscilla, that you think? I think we've covered quite a bit tonight. Yeah, I, I just want to. I have. A I just want to go ahead. Okay, this is Sharon again about the forms that I need to fill out to send back to the bank. They're asking about a beneficiary, and I do not have uh, anyone on the board at this moment. How should I respond to that? Well, first off, that implies that you're an owner. Yes. The thing is, you challenge the thing right off, explaining this form doesn't apply to you and this information isn't required because you're, it's all religion 
and it's a, it's a church, and it's a foreign domestic religious corporation only for religious purposes. And you can go to the, you can take and have an, ex, an exhibit by going to the Oregon State uh, uh, Secretary website, which they have a page there that says anybody interested in nonprofit corporations, and you go down and you can copy right off their web page. It says religious corporation for religious purposes, and you can therefore that is a that is a a notice that everybody has to pay attention to. Use that as an exhibit. Attached and incorporated. Okay. Yeah. Attached and incorporated. Exhibit A. I love that. That's awesome. And that's how we that's how we take care of ourselves. We just have to do that stuff. That's all there is to it. Um, I'm not looking to say it's right or wrong. I'm not saying, you know, we have all the answers. But, you know, uh, and again, what I would come back with is I'd say, oh, you want to know uh, more uh, than what I'm, I would possibly do was I would possibly say, okay, um, here's the minutes. Um and what these minutes are covering is um, the next, you know, I, I would try to work it out in the minutes myself and just prevent a whole lot of trouble. Uh, but that's how I think about it anymore. Um, I'm just, just, you know, I've when they've said things to me, sometimes I've said, okay, I'll, I have minutes, I'll cover that. And it only takes me 10 minutes. To, I, I mean, I'll go home and I'll create the minutes in 15 minutes, turn around, take them back to them. But normally I won't take them back to them that, that soon. I want to take a couple of days or whatever just to make them think it took a while uh, to find what I needed. So that, One minute per page. Okay. Okay. So, but there again, that's... To me, that's our our thinking. Um, I mean, really, the churches are actually in the corporate structure, but we're actually private outside of it, in my thinking. Am I wrong, Ted? No. And there's a statute in, in, in that the, the Oregon Congress has put there about corporations and it gets down to the very end where, and there's a number for it and all that, and I don't have it you know, on top of my head, but it's the doctrine or the practice controls to the extent of the Constitution of the United States or the Constitution of this state, which is Oregon, or both. And that's where the statute brings in the constitutions with which courts and Agencies, they don't want to discuss or constitutions, and they don't want to discuss God either. And the thing is, is that these things have happened through time. Where when the, our country first started, the judge would come into court, and everybody rise, and they were rising because he was carrying 
the Christian Bible, which went on the stand, and in order to make the record, the person had to say the, the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth, so help me God. And they've taken that out of there, but they've done it unlawfully, but they've won because people don't know who they are and what the real purpose and, and, and the power of it is. Okay. Thank you. Thank you. So, somebody else have a question? Okay. I'm going to interject this thought with you a little bit tonight, and, and I've done it really on several fronts, uh, and I think several times. Well, we put together a program in order to help you guys. And not only does it help you, it helps us. And what I'm talking about is that we have a missionary program for that you as churches could bring in additional members. Now, the reason for that is Number one, it helps meet your obligations, takes a little bit of the burden off of you, but it also is a strength to the church because the more people we have, the stronger the church becomes. And so we encourage you to be helpful not only to us but to yourselves to look into doing what you can and I'm not asking you to go out and be a full-time salesman and promote this, da-da-da. I'm just saying um, we've had a few people just as they've talked to people and some of the frustrations that they found people that want to know how they can protect themselves. And so I encourage you to keep that in mind that we do have a program that that allows you to get some funding back, okay, and to help the church and to help strengthen what we're doing. And uh, that's basically what I would add. Uh, is there anything else for anybody? I got a question. Can you hear me or not? Yeah, I can hear you. Well, uh, Mike from Iowa. Phyllis probably knows who I am. Uh, what do a guy would put out and put in the minutes or when you register every year with the state of Oregon that you put in there that the IRS is not subject to uh, 508? Uh, right in front door, you know, front uh, daylight, you know, and that stop them in the tracks. You got that in the minutes too, or not? What do you guys think about that? I didn't hear all of that, but you're saying that they break down your front door? No, it's a guy would give him, give him notice in the minutes that the IRS is not subject uh, to income tax under the 508 whatsoever. So it's in your minutes, and you could probably record that with the state of Oregon, too, on that whole ground or not. Oh. Ted. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah. I didn't. I didn't get it. Okay, he's saying that if you put it in your minutes that the church isn't subject to taxes. But see, that's that's a that's already taken care of by the 508. Uh, 
if you run your 508 in the proper manner, that's a that's a given. And what do I mean when I say it's a given? It's a given in the fact that you don't have employees. Okay, number one, no employees. Right. And you don't do business wherever you're at. Right. And because you don't do business, you don't fall under the jurisdiction of the IRS. Right. But I was but the fu- right, right in the front door there because they always pick on you and they test you. If you got it right in plain daylight in your minutes, they can shove right in their nose. They'll back off, I would say. You don't write it down as you don't owe taxes. You turn it around in a negative avertment. That's what Sam would say, right? Yeah. And so what it is is show me where I have to do this type of thing. Now, there is a page or a, a part of the IRS code that under the 508. It says they make notice that 508 is not required to... to, to um, There's no filing requirement. And that you're not required to follow any of their processes or procedures. I don't have the exact verbiage, but there's a thing someplace that what you would do is say uh, the best way is to make it a uh, an exhibit that you would attach that that is a copy of their stuff that says that you're not required. You, you don't claim you're not required. You show that they say you're not required. That's the method and how you do it. You you don't make the statement straightforward statement. Okay. Now. In regard to I was going to ask yeah. uh, Phil, uh, um, is this recorded so we could listen to the recording or not? Yes. This whole thing's recorded. Okay, well, I got knocked and off. All you have to do, the email you got shows TalkShoe address. All you got to do is click on that, and you can go in there, and by tomorrow it'll be on, up, and you just have to click on it, and you can listen to it with your media player. Okay. Okay, over. Yeah, I got I got knocked off a couple times and I got back home, but I couldn't hear everything. But I appreciate. It. Thank you. Okay. Um, there was something Ted said there, and it caught my attention. It was good. Um, and I'm trying to think. Um, was that you laughing at me, trying to think, Priscilla? Um, right. I mean, people, you just, oh, I know what it was. No, I don't. Lost it again. Uh, As Ted was talking and sharing with us that I mean, all my life I've looked for a, a guarantee that they couldn't harm me or my family. And through all the trials and all the things looking for, and, don't, I, and I say trials, but I'm not trying to make it sound like I'm a martyr. I'm not. I mean, I know people out there that have really suffered. And uh, I'm not one of those. I mean, I've, I've done things in my life. and I mean, we can talk about that for a long time as far as things that you people have faced. 
But I, I just like the fact that this is the only thing I know that gives me a chance at all to be able to, to have a hope. But I know darn well that if three people walked into my house, had Uzis, and I stood there with a piece of paper and says, you can't do this, and they executed me, it's a little immaterial. <laughs> right? And we all want that guarantee. We've been looking for it all of our life. And for some reason, we don't find it. And so all I know is, I mean, like, I keep, I mean, it's not like I'm hiding from everybody. I I remember, I mean, I hear people all the time saying, oh, I just want to stay out of their sight. I don't want them to know I exist. Well, that's a nice dream, folks. Um, and people can try all that stuff and they can do all that stuff. I know I've talked to a lot of people over my lifetime that have done it. They've expatriated. They've done all this. And I'm going, then they got to, they got to live in fear continually. This is the only thing I know that I really don't feel like I have to live in fear. Okay. And so for that reason, I think we need to realize that's part of what we're about. Uh, I just want to be able to walk down the street and do as I please. I don't, you know, now like some of you have a habit of you want to keep every receipt and everything you do, but now I don't even keep receipts. In fact, I'm going to share a funny story with you that I thought was funny is the guy was in tax court and the IRS ordered him to bring in his records. And he brought in a two-by-two piece of wood, maybe about four feet long with notches in it. And they said, what's this? And he says, that's my records. He says, well, we don't know what this means. He says, that's your problem. You wanted my record? There it is. And so, I mean, there's all sorts of stories like that out there. Who's going to, who among us want to do all that stuff? I don't. And so, anyway, I think I've jabbered on enough about that. So, um, any other questions for us tonight? Comment so as to the world that we were all seeking, where we try to avoid, it's because, we just wanted a world where we weren't limited. We thought we would right. grow up and not have the limits we had as children. And we found that that's not the case. So this is the closest we come to being unlimited and to do things within our communities and touch people without jurisdiction over us. And as long as we operate that way, we could literally change a nation. That's just my thinking. Sure. I had a friend. I, mean, I have a friend. He was. A, he is. Once you're a CIA, you never get out of it. But right. he's been through the horror of it all. And he says the only way you make it through is by by your faith. And that's what we're doing is by our faith we're going to make it through. Good. Any other comments? This is Priscilla. Yes, I refuse Priscilla. 
I refuse to live in fear. And what my church does is help me to go with never living in fear. Thank you. You're welcome. Thank you, Priscilla. Thank you, Priscilla. Thank you, Priscilla. How are you feeling, dear? Uh, You don't want to (laughs) know. But I'm getting better every day. Send enlightened love. I'm yep. nothing nothing better to do. It's so lovely to hear your voice, dear heart. Thank you. Okay. We've been on here a little longer than I expected, but that's okay. And I do appreciate we do as a board appreciate you all coming to this meeting. And as we said, this will be up on TalkShoe. And all you have to do is follow that and go in and and you can listen to the recording on it. And there's several others. Uh, we've been doing this for a while, and we try to get them in every quarter. And it just, I think we've covered, I think in some ways we reviewed things, but at the same time, you've been exposed to some other ideas and some other thoughts, and I think it's beneficial for all of us, and I do appreciate you all being here. Um, Thank you. Any other comments from Priscilla or Ted before we go away? Not at the moment. Okay. Then let's call this meeting. And in closing, I'm not going to ask that we give a prayer here, not for any other reason than I would like to have, I would like to ask that we all give a quiet prayer of our own as to, uh, in regards to this meeting and how it helped you. Uh, and kind of close out in your own way to have your own blessings answered. Okay? So, again, thank you all for coming. God bless. God bless. God bless.